It's great to be here on this first Sunday of our connectional year as we welcome Tony to the superintendency of Westminster and uh, to Lansford also as deputy superintendent and minister. It's a pleasure. Let's begin in prayer. Loving and gracious God, may the written word and the spoken word be the living word in our hearts and lives this day. In the name of Christ, amen. I want to first of all share a story about a man called Keith. Keith is 28 years old and he's single and he's still living with his parents. One Sunday morning, he told his mother that he was just not going to go to church. First, he said, I'm tired. Second, the people just don't like me. And third, the sermons are dull. However, Keith's mother would take no for an answer. Keith, she said, you have to go. First, we always worship on a Sunday. Second, it really doesn't matter if they like you or not. And third, for crying out loud, you're the minister. God has always had some reluctant leaders. And we see this all the way through our scriptures and in the life of the church. And sometimes within the communities we serve as well. Tony and Lansford, I don't know if you could be classed as reluctant leaders in your new ministries. Time will only tell. But Lansford, you have come to this circuit with bags of experience. Tony has shared some of his experiences over the time that he's been part of this circuit. But I want to encourage you both to share that experience but also learn from other people's stories. For you are now part of an unraveling story. It will take on new chapters. I want to say to you though, also being a minister in this circuit with all its opportunities, its commitment to mission in and outside the church, its commitment to pastoral care on a world map for all God's people, is a privilege, but like any ministry, can be a challenge. But you'll be sharing that ministry with a great team of lay and ordained who will also continue to be part of that story. The good news is, is that the calling you have to this circuit and its mission to this great city is not one of a lone shepherd leading a flock. You are part of a team. So if you don't remember anything else from this sermon this morning, Tony and Lansford, remember, it's not all about you. Amen. For everyone here who is a Christ follower, follower is your partner in the gospel, your fellow co-laborers in Jesus. The body of believers are the gifts of God intended to be used for the glory of God and for the mission of God by the people of God. And that means we don't do the same things. We don't all serve the same function. 
And I think that comes out in that reading from Ephesians this morning. Let's hear just a few lines of those words again. I beg you to live a life worthy of your calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle, patient in bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. I want to this morning offer just three simple but crucial ways to you, Tony and Lansford, how you might live out those verses in your ministries. But I think it's also for the rest of us. So those of you who are on live stream, don't think this is just about Tony and Lansford. I urge you not to turn off at this point. The first is to pray. The quality of your ministry within the circuit and the community depends in large, partly directly, on the caliber of your relationship with God. Because the thing about knowing God and loving God is that we can always go deeper through prayer and listening to each other. You will both know that you have all kinds of personal stories to listen to. You may have heard some of those already, but there'll be some that you are waiting to hear about God answering prayer in great ways. But also you will hear personal stories of pain and heartache. I urge you to hear each other's stories and pray with and for each other. The next thing that makes it possible to live a life worthy of your calling you have received is to love. Now, many people have many different views about what a minister is. So I'm going to tell you what a minister is not. A minister is not a manager or an agency worker. A minister is not a nine-to-five worker. But a minister is one who loves people, who cares for their souls, and whose one and key concern is for the welfare of people and to show them the love of Jesus. Now, we know that anyone's capacity to love is limited. Let's be honest. And I think we could all share stories that we could tell each other about our ability to love or not. But by definition, human love is finite. And therefore, what is crucial is that the motive of any ministry is to love and continue to love and to strive more to love. And yes, all of us will get it wrong at times. And whilst I know Tony and Langsford are cracking ministers and comes with bags of experience into this ministry, they will get it wrong at times. But even when they do, we are still called to love. We are called to love one another. Because if we don't, our ministry is incomplete 
and contrary to the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are times when the challenges are so great, only a personal passion to love and honor God and a personal passion to love and journey with each other will be enough to keep you going. And the third thing, and I think this is for all of us, gathered wherever we are, lay or ordained, please have a willingness to take, to step out of your comfort zone, to take risks. Ministry is not about keeping the show on the road. It was once said, unless there is an element of risk in our exploits for God, there is no need for faith. For the mission of Jesus Christ is not an easy one. It always involves new challenges, new people, and taking risks. To reach out to a community around us who perhaps you don't know or perhaps sometimes you feel you don't want to know. Those who don't know Jesus. We are a community on a mission. And that involves taking risks. That passage from Luke's gospel, Jesus' manifesto, I suppose we could call it. I love it because it both pushes us towards a mission of Jesus and setting it in a broader framework than we normally think about it. But it's also a warning for us at a start of new ministry in a new place or in a new role. For it's easy for church people to oppose the mission of God to keep their own comfortable room, routines. And the sad thing is, is that some of them do it in the name of God as well. But the mission of God demands us to be holy and to take risks as the body of Christ, which is all our callings, not just ordained. We are called, each of us, to embody holiness and risk for the sake of the gospel. And so friends, Lansford, Antonia, as we welcome you to this new ministry, Today we remember the whole team of here Methodist Central Hall needs our prayers. But for you in particular, friends who are listening, who would be perhaps here in the Great Hall on a Sunday morning, and those who are praying this morning, affirm them, for we all need encouragement from time to time. We all know what it's like when no one gives us any positive feedback. We can start to wonder if we're really being effective in our work. The team here at Central Hall already cares for you because it's in their DNA and their care about fulfilling the mission of Christ with you. Lansford and Tony today, as we welcome you, remember you are called to serve alongside all God's people. And it is God who will equip you for your ministry and bring the news of the good, to help you bring the news of the good 
the good news of the kingdom. This is a new day. It's a good day. It's a beginning of an exciting time in the life of this circuit. And so to Tony and Lansford, to the rest of the team here, and to all those who will pray for them all, may God bless you with his loving presence. May God enrich you with his deep compassion and friendship. May the love of Jesus Christ remain your joy and strength. And may you thrive greatly in this new chapter of your lives together. Amen.